Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Our very special guest today, Dr. Rebecca Louisa Smith, is an award-winning film festival strategist and founder of the film festival Doctor. Rebecca and the hardworking team behind her company, the film festival Doctor, are committed to nurturing filmmakers in order to help them secure film festival screenings, win awards, and earn positive recognition within the film industry. Currently, her company has won more than 2,000 awards for its clients and has supported nearly 850 creatives across the world, enlightening and inspiring their journey towards achieving their goals. Rebecca secured hundreds of festival screenings, including the Locarno, Tribeca, Palm Springs, Aesthetica, Sundance, Nashville, CineQuest, and BFI London Film Festivals, just to name a few. One of the factors which has led to her success is the blending of both practical business skills and spiritual techniques that infused new life into her company's growth. She recorded her hard-won knowledge in her book, Born to Do It, Becoming the Leader of a Business Niche Using Powerful Spiritual Techniques. Her latest eBooks include The Film Festival Doctor's Guide to Navigating the Festival Circuit and Film Festivals and Looking After Your Mental Health. And Carol, this book on navigating the festival circuit is just what we were looking for. That's exactly right, Claire. And thank you for joining us, Rebecca. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you for the kind words. Okay. Oh, we've heard some wonderful things about you and your company. So please, let's get started. Tell us how your company, the Film Festival Doctor, works. What is the process? Yeah, so I am a film festival uh, consultant and I help filmmakers get their film seen in the right kind of festivals by creating a very streamlined and targeted strategy for their film. So every festival strategy and campaign is very bespoke to the film that we're working with. No, nothing's the same, everything's different. Obviously every client's got different goals and different budgets and different types of films and genres, the whole lot. So we create for the client the right kind of plan um, for their film to get it seen in the right kind of festivals. People normally come to me when it's close to completion or completion, and they say that we've made the film, what do we do with it? What festivals do we send it to? How high can we aim? What do we do? Uh, you know, where do we start? And we solve those problems by finding the right kind of festivals for their film to achieve their goals. Wonderful. Okay, well, let's uh, go back. You said uh, that people are looking for, you go over their goals, their budgets, their needs, aims. Well, let's start with goals. What are some of the goals people have? 
Yeah, so goal setting is absolutely crucial. <laughs> Excuse me. And the reason why is because it's important to be in alignment with what you want to achieve and if the film can achieve it. So the most common goals I'll, I'll uh, speak with filmmakers about is you want to get it into Sundance, Sundance, Cannes, Berlin, Tribeca, all the key festivals, Venice, Locarno, you know, in the top kind of tier. Um, and a lot of the time it will be you want to you know, qualify for the Oscars or BAFTAs. Um, those kind of goals and are very high achieving. So the question is, is can your film help you get there? Is it strong enough for those kind of festivals and awards? If it's not, it's going to be other festivals that can help you get the film seen and achieve the goals differently. Um, so it's an important process that, you know, we are honest. We're not going to say, yes, it can when it can't. We're very honest and we're very thorough with our feedback and we give a very good critique um, if the film can achieve those goals. So the question is, is it possible for Sundance and Tribeca and Cannes? If it's a yes, we'll have to do a very detailed plan. If it's a no, there's going to be a plan B, and that will also be detailed. And plan B, uh, be like, share that. If it's not those top festivals, what do you consider the next round? Is that South by Southwest and uh, Santa Barbara and people like that? So it all depends upon the film. So if the client's like, you know, we want the one of the top five to launch it, if it's not going to be able to do that, if it's just not going to be a possibility, if it's going to be way too much of a difficult sell, there is a plan B, which will be festivals that will be a tier below, but still be good for the film. So I unpack it and go, okay, so it's not going to do that top tier, but what's the key goal here? Why do you want to get into those festivals and unpack it? And I normally say, well, we want the right exposure. We want the right kind of networking. We want to get it seen by other people in our industry and our peers. Okay, well, let's then um, look at the film and see what festivals would be of interest, these kind of clientele that are not in that top five, the big top tier, but are still of a reputable high-end level. So we unpack the film. So let's pretend it's a horror short film, let's say. So the question is, can it break out of the horror genre niche? Or can it, um, will it do better staying in its niche and thriving in the genre festival circuit where they'll meet the right kind of people and get the right exposure and appreciation for the film and maybe even awards. So it's unpacking the film into like two different components, but in the right compartments. So it's giving it a really tough look. And the reason why we know how to do that is because me and my colleagues who work with me, our background is film festival programming. So that's what we do. Um, and we come with a fresh pair of eyes, looking from their perspective and knowing what kind of festivals want that kind of product. So it's being very specific and very targeted. Okay, so uh, yes, this, uh, getting uh, the goals set is important because yeah. I've talked to so many filmmakers, and um, and they go, they, they, some of them simply want to promote themselves. They made the film because. Yeah. They uh, maybe they have moved from one thing to a director, let's say, and they want yes. uh, people to see their film and recognize their ability. So they're promoting themselves. Some people uh, want to change belief patterns with their film. Yes. There's something of importance in there. Um, and so, but they would go to different festivals then, wouldn't they? Yes, exactly, yes. I mean, if it's about promotion for themselves, a lot of the time, as you know, with a short film, um, it's, it's a business card. It's a vis I call them a visual business card, you know, showing what they can do as a director, writer, actors in there, the DP, 
sound, the whole lot, you know, it's showing what they can do and they can do bigger budgets, they can do a feature. It's getting you know, promotion, which is correct. Um, so the festivals to go to that can help them achieve that goal of, you know, networking and promo in the right way will be festivals that have a big industry presence and a big like filmmaker presence. Um, a lot of festivals can be, you know, more like local communities, um, you know, local kind of audiences that aren't in the industry. A lot of them can be very filmmaker focused and heavily um, filmmakers, which is good to connect with the right kind of people there. Exactly. Right. Okay, well, so you and your crew are experienced in uh, film festival programming. So yeah. in other words, you you know what the different festivals are looking for and what so you could just really look at a film and come up with a list of places that would be the best that they would have the best luck at, right? Yeah, so the way that we do it is we look at different perspectives when we're putting the strategy together and a list of festivals. So it's based upon one, personal programmer taste. That's us knowing what our contacts like and what their tastes are, you know, what kind of stories they like, what kind of executions they like, what kinds of themes they like, you know, what they specialize in with certain themes. You know, some festivals heavily focus upon LGBTQI plus A, some on women filmmakers. Some on filmmakers which are within the local area of, say, you know, um, New York and L.A., etc. Um, so I have a theme of, you know, freedom, which can be quite general and broad, but can fit a lot of different types of films in that we know where it might fit. And also, the audience is very crucial. Have is there an audience for this kind of movie? We had, for example, a very good film that was exquisite uh, called Can I Help? And I recommend that film to anybody. It's very, very strong. But it has a very graphic suicide scene. And he was not going to change that because it was his vision, which is, you know, totally how we should stand by it. But some festivals are like, this is way too much for our audience. We get complaints. They wouldn't come back. It's a bit too much of a risk to show. So we love it, but we just cannot screen it. So we're going to, you know, think about that too in, in, in part of the, of the whole plan. And finally, looking and knowing what kinds of films win these festivals. Looking at the previous winners, nominations, uh, what kind of categories they have. Because obviously all festivals are different. I don't all have the same kind of awards and the same kind of programming techniques. So it's based upon a long time knowing that and knowing where best to place a film. That's brilliant. Yes, it's <laughs> you guys carry a lot of knowledge, so that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. You do. Well, all right, so now tell us some of your success stories, people who work with you and and you felt and they felt that they were very successful in their festival run. Yes. So I'm proud of all the films that I represent, proud of every single one of them, because they've all got seen the circuit, they've all achieved their goals and everything's been, you know, what they wanted. Not always maybe a linear journey, but they've got there in the end. Um, I'm really proud of a film that I consulted on during um, the early phases of my, my business. And it was a lovely filmmaker called Jamie Donahue. And he had a screenplay for a short film called Shock that was shot um, eventually in Kosovo and was funded by Kosovo um, film organizations. And it got nominated for an Oscar. And it deserved to because it was, he put a lot of work into that, you know, the usual. Um, but he did really, really well to get it where it needed to be. And it got him very far and it helped his career a lot. So I'm very proud of that one to go from him having, you know, uh, struggling to get in the affirmation was incredible. That's a wonderful story. Uh, I'm also quite, I'm also really proud of a film that I'm actually working on right now. It's called Father's Day. 
Um, it's from South Africa. I do a lot of work with people in South Africa, people of color. And this film, the filmmaker is lovely. It's his first short film. He got mentored by some very good producers in South Africa. And the film is a gem. The longer short film, it's like 26 minutes. And I thought back in my head, I was like, oh, I'd love to see this, like do an Oscar run, you know, and get, you know, do the Oscar run and hopefully, you know, never know, get long to get nomination, never know. But I thought I'd love to, but they don't have a very much of a big budget. It's very different in the exchange rate in South Africa compared to where it is in dollars. It's, it's quite brutal. So I thought, oh, well. But then, out of the blue, we got informed by the Chicago Children's Film Festival um, about three weeks before the deadline for the Oscars, and they said, you've won the Oscar qualifying award for best live-action short. Excuse me, wow. the Oscars, do, it, do it ASAP. We were like, oh. So it was like a last-minute, like, just like get it all ready, prepared, and we did it, waiting for the deadline. But it was like a dream come true just to get it that far. And now he's known in South Africa as one of the main filmmakers uh, to get his short Oscar qualified. So it's amazing because I just really wanted to help him do that. It's done lots of really good festivals, won a lot of awards. I was like, we can we can go far with it, but money was the issue here with you know exchange rates. But then we got that gift, and that's what festivals do: is that they give you these wonderful opportunities for networking, for awards, uh, for celebration of the film. It's it's a lot they can offer, and that was just brilliant. To tell us as well before the deadline was because the festival actually ran after September, but they knew the results in advance because they were qualified, and they told us, and we were like, wow. So we managed to submit, and now it's in in for your consideration. This is a great story, but you brought up a new subject, uh, which is budget. So let's delve into the budget. So if you do want to go for Academy Awards, that's a higher budget, right? Yes. There's two ways you can submit to the um, the Oscars. Um, so with a narrative feature, there is only one way, and you have to do a a limited theatrical run release, which is, you know, doing in a swing in the theater that is Oscar uh, approved around certain cities in the States. It used to be just New York and LA, but now it's also branched out to a couple more cities, including um, Florida and uh, Chicago, I think one more, but they've got a few more than what they used to. But either way, you have to do that for narrative feature. But for a documentary feature, and short films that are live action, animation, documentary, you can either do that by doing a release theatrically for an Oscar-approved um, theater in those cities in the U.S. for seven days straight, uh, consecutively with one screening a day um, to qualify. Or if you win an Oscar-qualifying award at a festival, which is Oscar-qualifying, then you can submit. So like with Father's Day. So we won the Oscar qualifying award, which was the best live action short. They have two that qualify, best live action short and best animation short. So you've got the former. Um, then you can submit without having to do a technical run. So in terms of budget, it can get very expensive because obviously certain cities will charge more. So it's very expensive to do the run in L.A. and New York than it is in uh, Chicago. That's a little bit cheaper, but not, you know, it's not cheap, cheap. It's still going to be expensive. And you also need a publicist to really, like, you know, get the word spread about the film. And that's not going to be free either. So the budget needs to be at the very bare minimum between, say, like, 3 and 4K to do the theatrical run. And it will be cheaper without having to do a run in a theatre because you won the award. So they vary. But you do need PR, and that can vary depending on what company you work with. It normally starts, you know, at the basic will be 3K a month retainer and goes up. And if you want to do advertising, that's going to be more, depending on the publication. 
But the budget for that can be really, you know, topsy-turvy, I think is the word. But if you want to do that run and you want to be serious about it, it's important that you do have funds put aside or you save up or get an investor to help because it isn't cheap. And get an investor to help, right, exactly. Yeah. Go back to your donors and get some more money, yes. no problem. They should yeah. be thrilled that they have a chance to be part of a uh, Oscar-nominated film. Well done. Yeah. So um, what would you say is a normal budget for a film festival, a range? Yeah. So for the cost of submission fees, um, you can do a lot of submissions with between um, 750 and 1K USD. You can do a lot with that over a period of time. Um, and if you can stretch it to maybe between 1.5K and 2K, then that's more than enough. That, you won't need any more than that. That will, that will do you for a good, you know, 12 months. You've got plenty there to go on. Unless you submit when it's like early but irregular, it's going to be cheaper than doing a late deadline normally. Not all festivals charge a high late deadline fee, but some do. So it's always good just to play it safe and just submit when it's cheaper than having to, you know, submit when it's more expensive. That's common sense. Our fees to hire me, they start at 800 and go up in price so having you know 3k is more than enough and you can go far with that for the basic kind of thing um in terms of submission fees as well it's very important to become what's called a film freeway gold member so when you're going to be doing submissions you're going to be have to be using uh film freeway which is a i'm sure you know but it's a platform where you can submit your film to festivals you're going to be doing submissions, you're going to be using that platform. So those are the platforms that might have to be used, but Film Freeway you will use. And you can be a Film Freeway Gold member, which is where you'll save money because you'll get a cheaper rate, but also they'll waive the hidden fees of the admin fee and security fee and protection fees. You shouldn't really need to pay for, but they waive it if you're a member. And you get the money back that you spend the eight months by spending to festivals and it's going to be cheaper. So it's a really good deal, and that will just in the long run save you know, hidden costs. So you give advice on this, and you help them uh, with uh, yes. all of these things. I didn't know, my yes. goodness, there was so much to know about Film Freeway yes. just starting there. Yes, it's crazy. And there's a lot to take into account about Film Freeway, because it does have a lot of good things about it. It's, it's really well organized. Um, there's a lot of festivals on there. But also you need to know exactly... Um, you know, what festivals you want to submit to, because otherwise you can go on a, what's the word, you're going down a downward spiral <laughs> and end up like, you know, it's like you're going on Amazon. I always throw that in there, throw that in there, but it might not be the right festival for the film. So it's important to be very, you know, rein in and look at things properly and not get too tempted. And also there's a lot of festivals on Film Freeway which are not physical film festivals and are instead um, these silly award competitions which are not going to be real festivals and won't do anything for the film. So you have to stay aware of those. Um, they're quite easy to spot when you get used to it, but it can be a bit, um, get you off kilter at first. Right, right. Uh, okay, good. So it, now, filmmakers who work with you, do they have a higher percentage of film festival acceptance? Yes, and the reason why is because we're very, very precise. We're not general and take like a general approach where it's like festivals where it might have a small chance of getting in and there's not enough room for their film. Like, they don't, you know, some of them don't show enough shorts or films of that kind of theme in the audience. So all those things are taken into account um, because they're very streamlined, very targeted and very focused. We do take a few risks in the strategy. I'm like, right, we could try this. So let's give it a go. 
Um, but there's some in there that I think, yeah, this is a really good approach and target. And then they, they will get results. So all kinds of it, we do get results um, because it's very, let's say, very focused strategy without being, you know, way too broad. Sometimes filmmakers do come to me and say, look, we, this is a good film. It's not getting into many festivals or any festivals. They're not getting the results they want. And normally it's just tweaking it to be more precise. For example, one client came to me, I had a very good short, and I was like, right, it's a very English short, very British. Um, there's not enough British festivals on here. And also, we do a lot of festivals which are general festivals that don't show many shorts. There's not enough short film festivals in the UK as well. So let's target it to those. And then it got the results, and it got seen, and it got awards. Because it was just doing, it's just way too general. And you can't really be like that nowadays because there's so many films that get into festivals. You've got to be really targeted. Targeted, that's the word. Yeah. And it, you have several offices in the United States, so tell us where they are. Yeah, so I'm based in Dallas, Texas. That's kind of like you could say where I am is like the main headquarters. I have um, another colleague who works with me. She's in Canada and one in the UK. And there is also one who does a lot of work for me who is in between Hawaii and Australia. So we are global. <laughs> Um, oh, how so, wonderful. Yeah, so, which is a good place to be. And does your colleague in Canada, does she recommend uh, special, uh, film festivals in Canada? Yeah, yeah, so all our strategies are global. Um, they're international strategies. They're not just linked to a particular territory. If the film can travel outside of where the film was made, then it's going to be global international festival. Strategy. And she'll recommend festivals in Canada because she knows a lot. She used to program, or sorry, she used to be a screener for TIFF. Um, so she knows, you know, a lot of those around there. She, she lives in, in the heart of Toronto, so she knows all inside out around there. Um, so yeah, she does. And I do too. And I have a lot, I know all the festivals, you know, inside out in UK because that's where I'm born and raised and, you know, been to pretty much all of them. And they've got some brilliant festivals there. We know a lot outside of, um, of, of those territories. Um, a lot of festivals do take place in the U.S. and U.K. There's a lot that takes place there, other parts of Europe, and also some really good ones in Australia, a couple in New Zealand. We actually just had a film of mine represent, which is called Into the Spotlight. It's a very good documentary feature made in Dallas, and it's a very high standard, and it won the St. Louis Film Festival Best Inspirational Film Award uh, a few months, about two months ago, and uh, no, a month ago. And it's actually just finished now screening around several theaters as part of Doc Edge's Film of the Month. That's an Oscar qualifying festival in New Zealand. So that's now a global film for Dallas. It's traveling all over the world. So it's very exciting to see. Oh, how wonderful. In New Zealand. Yeah. So did yeah. you recommend that to them? Yes. Yeah, it's part of the strategy. Yeah. So um, Doc Edge is an Oscar qualified festival. And they have a lot of different themes at their festival. And one of those themes is diversity and disability. And this film focuses on those two aspects, just shot in Dallas. And it's accessible. It can travel. And it's done festivals um, in, obviously, a lot in the U.S., but also U.K. and New Zealand and France. Wonderful. And France. You know that country, yeah. too, huh? Oh, yeah. Great. Across the border. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. So to let's sum up uh, the benefits of working with a festival doctor, uh, because I think it's fabulous from what you've told me. Uh, you help people create their goals, go yes. over their strategy, help them create a strategy and goals and and uh, budgets. You outline the budgets and um, 
you then you tell you give them suggestions of which festivals to apply, right? Yep. Correct. So that's definitely all of those are key benefits. Also to add to that is we're very detailed, thorough, passionate. Um, customer care has always been a number one priority for me. My dad very much liked that with his business. He always put the customer, you know, first, never a number, always individual. I'm a cheerleader for the films I work on. We're excited about them. It's our full-time job. We don't do anything on the side. The focus is this because it's a very specialist area. We've been doing it for about 13 or 14 years now. Um, and it's uh-huh. also a very good way. Um, so when you come, when you work with me, you feel like you're included in our world and you're not ever seen on, on the outside or forgotten about. It's all very, very, um, very part of a family, it's a family world. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, that's wonderful yeah. to feel like that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So now the other. Th- let's get into uh, the submissions for yeah. uh, the the top stuff for the big deals yeah. or the awards. Tell us how yeah. that works. So, as I mentioned previously, with the Oscars, you can either do uh, a run theatrically in several of the qualifying dates in their theaters um, between January the 1st and September the 30th of each year. And then the submission normally closes around the early, mid-October time. Um, And there's also, as well, the BAFTAs, and you have to get your film seen if it's a short in two or more BAFTA-qualified festivals. If it's a short, it needs to be British, a feature coming international, and that's a different kind of process. That's a theatrical run. And the um, other one is Independent Spirit Awards, which is very different, but that's a similar kind of thing. It doesn't do shorts, but it does television and film. Um, but it's important that you have a budget for this, and also you have a, a, a product that will be of that level to get to that kind of competition. Um, so we actually offer, um, I'm actually now offering, as of sharing the first, for all filmmakers, not just clients of mine, the Oscars Submission Management Service, where we can do all that for you. It's quite a lengthy process, and it has to be very detailed, and there's a lot of ins and outs with it. Um, but it's a very rewarding uh, service, and it's a lot of fun, and we take care of all of the details of submission, and obviously the actual run the theater, and if it's won awards, then we make sure that gets noted and put that in there too, and get the best campaigns and everything. It's got a lot of attention to detail. Yeah, the campaign and everything is so important and expensive. Yes. Uh, yes. So now, but in BAFTA, you don't have to put it in a theater. Is that right? You just have to get into two BAFTA qualified festivals? For a short film, yes. So with a short film, yes. If you just need to get it into right now, the rules are, if it gets into two BAFTA qualifying festivals, you can submit uh, your short film, but it obviously has to be British. Um, they don't do international shorts right now. Um, you can submit a feature to BAFTA that's, you know, not from the UK, but it needs to be done via theatrical release in the UK for the normal seven days, one screening per day, which is normally the rules. Um, so you, yes and no, it's just a little bit, you know, specific in what they look for. Um, there is also the British Independent Film Awards, which is called the Biffers, and that's the same. So they, you know, it's like BAFTA, so they accept international features and British features, but only British shorts. And they only have one category, which is best British short. There's no animation or documentary. It's just, you know, five films that only did. There might be animation or might be a documentary or whatever, but um, there is that too for the British. Um, but yeah, so they're the main ones that people know about. Obviously, everyone wants the Oscar. <laughs> so, well, uh, just, just to do the research 
yeah. <laughs> for the, all these things you've talked about is weeks of research yeah. and and then comparing and then analyzing and still the filmmaker doesn't have the experience. They've probably never been to a festival before or maybe once, but or maybe it's the third film. They still don't know the ropes. So the just the knowledge that you carry is a valuable asset to any of the filmmakers, from what I've heard. Yes, thank you. Yes, it is because I mean, it's a, as you're saying, it's time consuming. <laughs> it's very time consuming, um, but we love doing it. We're very, we know how it works inside out. We have a lot of experience with it. But yeah, there's a lot of time and and detail. It's time and detail. Yes, and the detail and the knowledge because uh, of all of your collective uh, knowledge and experience with the various film festivals around the world, uh, that's instant, uh, your ability to look at a film and say, don't bother with this festival, you'll do better over here. You've already saved them money and time and effort and disappointment immediately. Exactly, yes, precisely, precisely, yes. Oh, that's great. Well, okay, now I want to talk to you about your book uh, yes. because I think uh, I signed up for it. I was the Film Festival Doctor's Guide to Navigating the fe- oh, yes. uh, Festival Circuit and Film Festivals and Looking After Mental Health. So you've got two yes. books here. So let's yes. take the first one on the Guide to Navigating the Circuits. Yep. So that one gives you a very detailed breakdown of how to prepare your film for the festival circuit. So it's getting organized the materials that you're going to need, so the trailer poster, and how to prepare yourself, and what the process is to create a strategy. So it explains what the first steps are, which is always getting um, objective feedback on your film, what other people, people like me, people on a chat to you in the film, and then doing those next steps regarding how to prepare your strategy and how to do your research. And when you're ready, you can then prepare your film freeway page, get all the materials organized, and then submit. And the other book that complements it, is the one you mentioned, is the Film Festival of Mental Health. Um, so where the first book talks about how to get organized and prepared for the festival circuit, the second one talks about how to prepare yourself mentally and physically. So this is a process that can be very draining, but also it's also a very, festival is a very stressful and intense process for some. So uh, this book um, helps you um, prepare yourself um, to adapt the right type of mindset to take care of yourself as you ever get to the festival um, circuit and how to deal with rejection letters because rejection is part of the process and it teaches you how to do that and give you a little toolbox to prepare. A toolbox to prepare for the rejection. Well, Rebecca, thank you for that because... uh, my son was an actor, and he was either right. too tall, too short, right. <laughs> too thin, <laughs> curly hair. No, you're out. They, they came up with the weirdest things why he didn't get the part. And he, I can't tell you how many times he was second in line. You know, It was between one or the other actor that got the part. And uh, the depression and the things that he went through was horrific for an average person. You know, it this industry can really eat you up. Yes, it can. It can. You have to be kind of prepared for that um, because, it, you know, it's, all of it is, um, you know, um, detaching emotionally from the product. If you're filming the product now, not take it personally. 
and use other techniques that can, you know, help you not assume or take it personally and look at rejection being positive. There's a lot of things in that book that help you. Yes, you've got to have some help. And you have yeah. to understand that this is just a process. It's part yeah. of the game. Don't get in it unless you're willing to go through all of this mess. Uh, exactly. Because that's what it takes. It, uh, exactly. And you have to, you know, you can't lose your confidence. This, we have a film funding class uh, for my uh, people who are sponsored by us. And that's the thing I do. I spend most of my time talking about uh, your um, mental health in in that you are creative, you are gifted, because someone has to tell filmmakers how special they are. This is one of the hardest art forms on the planet, don't you exactly. think? No, it is. It is. It is. I mean, it's one of the most intense processes is film festivals and art. You know, it's, uh, it's people who, who are gifted, but it's also... You know, it's a business too, and you have to find that middle ground. Um, And how people respond to films when it's a finished product, they don't care about the backstory, how long it took, all that kind of stuff. They're not interested. They just look at it as a product. How how can they sell it? Will the audience like it? Will our sponsors like it? There's many things that go into that. And it has to have a tough skin. So you're right. It's It's very stressful. But when you have the right mindset, it's enjoyable. It is. It, well, yes, and if you're working with people who have the knowledge needed to take you where you want to go, I mean, that's the benefit. So I'm exactly. so happy to meet you and share your information. So just uh, in closing, Rebecca, tell us uh, about how people can reach you and what uh what is coming up next this year yep. and next year and what they can do to work with you. Yes, brilliant. So you can reach out to me. You can connect with me on Instagram, which is at Rebecca Film Doctor. That's R-E-B-E-K-A-H-F-I-L-M-D-R. My website is thefilmfestivaldoctor.com. Everything's on there to connect and see more about what we do. And we have coming up next year some brilliant films. Um, I do work on all kinds of movies. I've got a lot of films from South Africa. One film I'm working with from South Africa is uh, produced and developed by Netflix Africa, which is getting on the festival circuit next year. It's got three festivals lined up already, which is really exciting. I've also got a VR short film. I also do VR. Um, it's a very immersive experience of watching a, a spiritual piece and getting immersed by having ice cream, like eating ice cream, which is really interesting. I have an unproduced screenplay that's uh, going to be touring with the Tony Circuit right now. It's doing really well, which is a romantic drama. And I have lots of other great shorts. One summer finishing post-production in January. And one called Spirit of Place, which is a wildlife um, narrative um, fiction with Mark Rylance. So we have some brilliant stuff on the circuit right now, which you can enjoy and coming up. And it's all very exciting. Well, tell me about the screenplay. Yeah, so some festivals do accept unproduced screenplays, and it's called The Burden of Light, and it's set in many different countries, but predominantly Paris, and the woman finds a time machine, takes her back to her previous lovers, and then how she can find closure with them. So it's really complex, a nice big script, really, really strong, and it's doing really well, and it will finish its one, I think, in probably March, but it's doing more festivals around those territories, uh, where the film is shot, which is UK, USA, France, and Australia. So it has a good rapport there. So, yeah, so sometimes we'll do accept somebody's screenplay. 
and they're great to get out there because the film's obviously in development. So it's good to meet people who want to interested in the film to get it off the ground. And having on the festival circuit is good at script stage to meet the right people and you know connect to the deaf and you know, of course they can connect and put money into it. Well, it would would that be uh, this is a full length feature screenplay, not a short. That one is a that one is a full length feature screenplay. Yeah. And is it only for full length, or, or do you uh, do festivals no, no. except shorts? Uh, we um, work with both features and shorts, fiction, nonfiction, uh, and also for produced screenplays, we do for shorts and features and episodics. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is great news. I didn't know that. Yeah. I had no idea everything. that there were. Great. Okay, Rebecca. Well, we'll make sure to uh, recommend you to our filmmakers. Thank you. And thank you. Yes, thank you very much for your dedication and for give, sharing all this information with us. So I, um, I hope you'll join us again next year and let us know what's new with the Absolutely. film doctor. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you. I love what you do, too, so thank you. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Claire, this was wonderful. Thank you very much. Oh, yes. As always, a great pleasure and an honor. And thank you, Rebecca. My pleasure. Thank you both. You lovely ladies. Luck. Good luck. Thank you. Bye. 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 All right. Be well, everyone. Be well, everyone. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.